Welcome to episode seven of More Than Hashtags. I am Adam Lidecker, Director of Social Strategy at Auto Radio, OTTO Radio. And I'm Vincent Orlick, CMO at Brandish Social and President of Social Media. Club. Man, Vincent, you are excited to be here today. I, 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 I wasn't expecting that to drop off. I know, I, I switched it up. Yeah. I told you. I told you I was going to switch up the end. So more than hashtags is a practical social media podcast that provides real application, what's working, what's trending, and what's next. Next. And we're going to talk about some tactics. Vincent is uh, showing me some interesting pod something or other, which I'm sure he's going to talk about. Just tell me what that is. We're recording on Zoom. And then we export the audio to edit and upload later. So what what was this tube thing you're showing me? A stable cam, video stabilizer. You have the coolest little gadget. No, this thing's this thing actually sucks. By the way, it's don't buy it. Um, if if you guys are hearing it, this is not an ad. <laughs> don't buy it. I was gonna say, what do you recommend for stabilizing your video? I don't know. It's, you have a couple things, right? Don't you? Oh. Yeah, there, there's a, I would get a gimbal. I mean, if you're serious about it, you got to get a, a gimbal. And with those, you get what you pay for. So the one, um, <clears throat> the one that a lot of people are, are buying now is the one from Smooth. Move with an S in the front, Smooth. I'm going to check it out. That, uh, I think it's like 130, 130 or 140. But those usually go for like double that. And that one... That one gives a really crazy range of motion along with it's a charger also. Hey, that's cool. It charges your phone, which is not, that's not like what gimbals are usually for. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's, if you go on Amazon, it makes a great cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, uh, along those lines, I, for one day and a half or a weekend, I sold Kirby vacuums. And the Kirby vacuums are the ones that are like $1,200 vacuums back in the day that you would get on a financing payment plan for. Wait, and a day and a half you sold these for? Yeah, because I answered, like I was young. I answered a newspaper ad that tells you how young I was. Oh, I figure your first like your your first stop at somebody's home was a it's a pretty bad stop. Oh no! Oh, it was no. It was uh. Here's what it was. I answered the newspaper ad. I went in. We were there for two hours before they actually told us what, like, that it was a sales job for this type of a product for a vacuum. And you had to buy one first. No, they lent it to us for the weekend, <laughs> the model, the practice model. They said, yeah, go home, you know, practice with your family and friends. No, no <laughs> pressure. Just like, because they had a whole sales flow, like a, a script in a way, but it was more of a sales flow that they wanted to go through the different things that the vacuum did kirby kirby <laughs> and dude they they um will like take it home practice with your family and friends and then go as far as the like you're gonna make a sale and then when you're at that point here's my cell phone just call me just call me and you know, i'll talk you through the end to like what you would normally do sorry i shouldn't laugh i guess right i mean i was like 21 I had no clue what was going on. And um, so I did it. I went to um, my, my buddy, my buddy's house. His mom was a clean freak. So I was like, and this was, this was not with the intention of selling her an actual vacuum. Um, 
went there, showed it to her, and she was like, oh, this is awesome. Um, this is great. Oh, and we're using it because it did all these different things. It, it cleaned and shampooed the rugs. Oh, no. <laughs> it, it was a vacuum, but it, all, it had the handheld piece that would you could reach up and like do the curtains. Do the, then, you, then you told her the price, and she's like, get out of here. The price. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, the kicker, they had a big thing at the end where the kicker was you could use it, to, the handheld thing, and what you would ask, ask to do is vacuum someone's mattress. And even if it was, even if it was a brand new mattress, there's some gross stuff that's going to come off of your mattress. Just so you guys know, don't do it. <laughs> um, but everybody's got it. It's natural. It's like your dust and dead skin, like it's <laughs> whatever. And, and so this gross pile of gross stuff comes off if you do the whole thing. And that's like, oh my God, that's the aha moment to get people to, to buy it. And so I called him and I'm like, oh yeah, so now like what would normally be the next step? And he's like, oh, well, well, let me, let me talk to her. And he proceeded to literally try and sell her the vacuum. Like hard clothes, <laughs> hard pitch, hard clothes, try to sell her. She was on the phone for like 10 minutes and she was super nice, super nice, really nice, nice lady. Um, she used to make she's like, for me all the time. She's like, Johnny, don't bring, don't bring that friend around anymore. <laughs> Brian, my friend Brian. Um, yeah, and and his his mom, she would be like, no, I'm not interested. But like, you're gonna finance a vacuum for like four years? Come on, give me a break. Plus interest, like, get out of here. I don't know what they even do now. It's probably still around. Va- vacuum hustle. Now that we let's see how many minutes did we eliminate there? Twenty-two. That was only fair. Like one of my random, like random jobs early on. I think it was a little after, maybe during high school. Somebody like roped me into making soap. Oh, so it was like a giant like warehouse they rented, and it was like barrels of these raw ingredients, this natural, healthy soap. Tyler Durden. <sighs> kind of might have been some people in there. <laughs> oh. Well, I worked, I worked like crazy and this, these, this stuff was super heavy and you came home and say it was like a lavender scent or it was this scent or that scent. So you think of like go to Whole Foods, go to that aisle with the Zoom bars of soap and stuff like that, that kind of stuff. Everything stunk. It was such, <laughs> so concentrated. And like, I get to the end of the first week and I don't even remember right now, they like paid me like $1 an hour for like... <laughs> I was, it was so bizarre. Whatever it was, it was like the most bizarre thing ever, which is like similar when I was a, when I was a teenager, I worked at a golf course plucking balls out of the field, mm-hmm. it was literally a cornfield. And the dude paid me in like silver dollars. Like, well, you're a kid, you don't spend silver dollars. So essentially I worked for nothing. And then like 10 years ago, I just got rid of them. So anyways, the money, weird, weird, freaky, weird jobs, They're actually dollars. I mean, if you don't have a question of the show, that'd be my question of the show. What was your? I have a question of the show. Ah. I have one. Well, let's get into the show because we have some. Oh, couple... we're in it, baby. Oh, <laughs> their listeners are in it. Thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. We have some practical tactics we want to talk about, and uh, think it'd be useful for your day-to-day social media. Vincent, maybe. maybe. Take it away. Oh well, I'm, I'm gonna go. A little basic, um, but or, or advanced, depending if you're not doing yes. this already. Exactly. 
Well, that's where I was going with it. Uh, the a lot of people don't do this, and there's really not a reason why you why you shouldn't um, or why you can't. It's not it's not something that is considered spammy. It's it's totally viable. Um, involves Facebook Facebook pages, so a lot of a lot of folks, all the listeners. Um, generally, I think have Facebook pages that they're managing or adminning for their own business or for others. And one of the things that that I found to be successful is tagging uh, other publications and authors uh, of blog posts or or articles in those publications. So, what this is is if you if you're sharing news, you're sharing a blog post whatever from another site, another publication, um, onto your, your brand page. And it's, I'm not talking about sharing it from their page, hitting the share button. I'm talking about you have the link from their website, the URL that you're copy pasting into the post. I gotcha. Yeah. Right. Um, you're writing your own status update caption. So, it could be what I, you know, what I do a lot of times is I'll take a quote, a meaningful, something really um, catchy or tease worthy, put it in quotes and put it in the caption above to give a little bit more context to what the headline is. And, and I think that just draws, draws more people in. Like it lets uh, people want to read that more potentially and click on it. Um, but if you're doing this, and this could be for your own blog also where you're doing that. Number one, when you're doing that with the URL, when you paste that URL, it populates with whatever the information is. The, it auto-populates with like an image and a headline and the meta data underneath it. Which is helpful for, you know, users of that page, fans of that page. Right. And, and what Facebook recently changed is you used to be able to change, change the headline and change that information that was underneath it. And they just did a recent update that allows, it doesn't allow you to do that anymore. Um, so yes, you can change like the photo maybe that's associated with it, but that changing of the headline is not always there now. It, you, you may still see it here and there because I've still seen it here and there, but then there's others where you can't change it. So after you, after you paste it in there, you go back in and where you, where you pasted the URL, you can now delete the URL, FYI. The URL oh, after it pre-populates. After it populates with where you see the photo. Because you and want the, a nice clean post, gotcha. Right, right. And there's no reason to, to keep it in there. Um, the only reason that you would keep it in there is if you are putting the URL in there and the photo that you want to use is not found. It doesn't auto-populate with the photo that you want to use. So in that case, you would upload your own photo. Um, and then, and even in that case, you can usually up, upload your own photo and still keep the, the headline and, and that information underneath it. So usually though, you, want to, you do want to delete the URL. Um, then aside from that, where you got it from, tag the publication and or the author. Um, that just takes a little bit of extra work sometimes for the author because you don't know you're probably not following this person. As so you're going to do that actually in the, the copy in the, itself. In the status update copy on the top. 
Um, you can do this by, say it's Mashable, for instance. Do the at symbol and then start typing Mashable. Mashable has a bunch of different pages on Facebook. I usually just, if I use them, I tag the main Mashable page. So it's at Mashable, you, you click on it, and then you'll tell that it's, it's working because it'll highlight in blue, and it's like it's a, a, a link. Um, and then the author, prior to actually doing the post, you want to maybe put that author's name in on Facebook. A lot of times they may even have their own public page to follow. And that's a good one to tag. Um, but in any case, you know, it's, it's good because then it alerts the publication like Mashable um, and the author. They've been tagged in something. Yeah. Because otherwise they won't know. And if, if they know they're tagged in something, if you're doing this every day, but if you're doing it regularly with a publication, yeah. sometimes they'll even come back and follow you. you know? And if it's a big publication, that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to have I'm, them aware of you. I've heard some like criticism sometimes where people say like, Oh, only put that one link because they're trying to call drive a call to action. It's like, if you put these extra links, they could click off and go this way and go that way and not do the call to action. But your, your point is very valid because like now you're building this relationship with the author of this article that may be interested in your brand. Publication. They, yeah. They didn't yeah, exist I mean, anymore. Yep. So it's definitely a lot longer tail than that instant click. Yes, uh, and they'll probably still the way it pre-fills, like you just said, uh, with the photo, the title, and description. If it's good content, interesting enough, they're going to click anyways. Uh, but now it's it's kind of like a, a little kudos to the author, right? And and I and I do like some of the pages I manage. I go into the brand um, management account and I see all the the mentions, the tags, all the yeah. time. Yeah, I mean any social look. If if a company, a publication a person manages their social media, they see it. It's a question of whether they then respond or, or pay attention to it or, or do anything with it. That's a whole nother thing. But at the very least, like I know um, when I've managed, you know, when I was just doing the one company, their brand, that was it, just them. Um, I mean, I'm managing all the social media accounts. And so if, if our page or something gets ta got tagged, I would see it, yeah. but it's a question of like, well, is it something that we want to respond to? More often than not, it was. And well, you when people, on. yeah, well, like yeah. when people tag me, I'll go in like, I'll, I'll go in as the page and I'll like it or I'll yep. change it to a heart yep. or uh, react. If it makes sense, I could yep. say thanks. Um, but I bet you a lot of brands don't do that. They don't. They, I mean, look, this, this is not going to work every time either. Um, like you said, Adam, it's, it's a longer tail thing. Um, that type of a, a longer tail tactic. And it's not, look, ultimately you're taking content from somewhere else, putting it on your Facebook right. page. You're not getting a benefit out of it other than someone is going to see that content and say, oh, well, this is cool that this page is posting stuff sure. from other places. And I appreciate that. So if I'm not following it already, I'll follow it now. But you're not getting the, the traffic to like your website. To your website, yeah. But well, you could, I mean, this, this actually kind of goes into my tactic a little bit because you could get the lift from the engagement. Mm -hmm. um, I saw yep. one of our favorite social media tools, Buffer, put out a report about they started posting less on their Facebook page. 
and got more engagement. They also started sharing other people's content and they got, by sharing popular content, their page got more likes, more, more engagement, and mm -hmm. thus their original posts of their content with links back to their site um, benefited because it lifted the whole page. Yeah. The, the pride. And I know, you know, this too, like the, there's always a problem, like, and I love buffer, believe me, we're, we're partnered with them for social media day. Also, they're, they're doing some stuff with us. So they like the bigger brands or the more social media aware, um, the, the, the brands that have more awareness on social media within an, like they have a big audience. Right. It's, when they when they're talking about like oh this happened with our page like social media examiner the same thing sure, sure, sure. yearly report this happened when, when we did this on our page but you have five hundred thousand followers yeah you have you know it's like you can then for me to take that as a business owner that has eight hundred followers like right. whatever yeah. whatever they're doing that's great but that is not probably gonna not not gonna work for me. Well, that's why we always say, like, be a practitioner, always be testing, always yeah. be trying new things. Um, and so actually, this type of thing is, is what it would work for them potentially because you're, you're attracting the attention eventually. It might not right. be right away, but at some point, if you're doing it regularly enough, like a, a, a company like Buffer, like Buffer pays attention. Buffer pays attention. They, I've, I've seen them, even when I, you know, years ago, when I first found out about them, and was maybe like mentioning them in a tweet or something like they would respond or, or say thanks or mm -hmm, for sure. Very responsive. Oh, I, I participated in one of their first buffer chats and they sent me uh, that little physical mail with stickers mm -hmm. and a tablet and a notebook and a t-shirt. Uh, after you participated in a few, it was just a nice little touch, you know, and yep. I'm telling you today cause I remember that. And yep. um, well, so one thing I'll, I'll just like, dovetail off what you just said yeah you got to find that you got to find that content for your page to tag um, so that's a great tactic so one of the tools that i use is called buzzsumo buzzsumo.com um, and it's a website that allows you to find the most shared content is it free it well they have um, free access to what what i'm going to recommend right now awesome you can actually do um some paid accounts um say you're an organization that really runs off a news cycle and you need, uh, I used to use this. It's a little bit more expensive. Uh, they go from like $79 to $500 a month. I, I think I was using the $79 one at one point. Um, maybe the, maybe the pro or the agency in any case, they have a free version and they have some, if you get really serious, um, this was one of the tools I use day to day that helped me in the past company. I ran their social, grow them to a um, hundred thousand plus page views gain every month, month over month over month. So I took them from like a hundred thousand to 500,000 because I was using their pro tool or the agency tool. And they, they, I'm getting off on a little bit of a tangent here, but they actually can help predict topics that will trend that are, are going to trend. So what I was trying to do at the beginning of every day was to craft content um, that ran on that news cycle to ride the wave of trending. So this was like two years ago where that was a really big thing. Facebook trending was on point. Twitter trending was important. Um, so you could, I'd go in here, I'd research um, topics and then find topics that related to the organization I was managing. 
see how we could interject into that conversation in a meaningful way and then get it early enough that I'm riding the wave up. So often we check Twitter trends, which is one of the tips we recommended, and we're riding, riding the top of the wave, maybe riding the wave down. So it's good to get on that wave, uh, but it's always good to be um, the leader, one of the first mm -hmm. shared. Because if you could be one of the first shared and break out, then your article may end up on BuzzSumo. Oh, and that's how you get, look, the, the only, the only, I'll be honest, the only time I've had a tweet that became anything close to like um, viral, <laughs> and it wasn't, uh, it had a few hundred retweets, that's not viral, um, but the, that last big, I think it was in October, the DDoS attack. Oh, that's right. You right. Tweet. It, and it was only because I was on my computer and so, I don't even, I, you know what? I don't even remember why. I, I think it was just like, I happened to see one of the first like couple of articles or stories or something before it, like everybody realized what was happening, but someone had something out. Right. And it was because of the hashtag. I think the hashtag was, was, was trending, but it wasn't like, it was in my trending uh, on the side of, of my- It just started trending. It was like, like even, yeah, to even say that was crazy because I used that, ha I did use the hashtag in my, in my tweet. So it was like barely just starting the trend. So I, I did, I was able to, without really even doing it on purpose, to be honest, I was just trying to be goofy and funny. I put like a Justin Bieber gif with it saying something about how can, how can, uh, I'd have to go look, but it was something about like, how can we have a DDoS attack, but I'm, my Twitter's still working or something. Like it was something <laughs> like that. Right. And it was a Justin Bieber, like, huh? Type of gif. Yeah. And for whatever reason, look, I've had funnier tweets. I think I, I just will throw that out there. I mean, I'm not a comedian, but I feel like I've come up with some real gems that have the stars aligned and it went to the top. <laughs> this one was like nothing. I, I, it was nothing special. Yeah. And, but all of a sudden, like it was fun. It was, it was fun to watch. Like within, within seconds, it was like, boom, notifications, 20 new notifications, you know? And I was like, what, uh Oh, what happened? And <laughs> you broke the internet. Yeah. And then I'm like, Oh wow. That one really did pretty well. That's cool. And then I looked like another minute later, it was like another 20 plus notification. So it was, it, it happened right away. It was really quick and it was not bots. It was, yeah. it was like actual people retweeting it because they were seeing it in, it was, it was popping up in the top of the, the hashtag. Gotcha. Well, and that's like, I don't know if it's changed, but it used to be relatively easy pre-bots, pre-crazy amounts of bots mm -hmm. to get in that top trending. Yep. So if you built, and this is what a tactic I used, I built a very trusted network that we uh, had, we supported each other, had similar types of content where if you push a tweet out, it didn't take much. If you got a few likes and retweets um, on the medium sized trends, it would surface to the top pretty quickly. Um, so I noticed that tactic. I noticed, why is this tweet always up here? Why, and I realized that organization, like I looked down through like the 65 likes and retweets over 10, 10 tweets, it was the same people. They created like this little net boosting network, um, right, wrong, or indifferent. I don't know if it works today. I'm sure it does because obviously 
there's Trump bots. <laughs> yep. But anyways, back to BuzzSumo. Um, so I talked about it, how I use it a little bit, but practically, uh, if you want to find, what I'm going to address is if you want to find content, um, blogs and articles to share on Facebook and then tag, like Vincent said, the author and the publication, or if you want to find content that did really well and you want to um, create your own off that topic, knowing. So you can go on here and the first thing that's free at the top is um, the search bar and you can enter any topic or domain. So if you want to type in like your competitor's domain and see their top blogs, which is really cool, um, or Mashable or anything, or if you want to type in a topic. So like for instance, I typed in podcasting and then um, it starts out with a past year. Mm -hmm. It's cool because you'll see quite a number, um, but you can also do the past week, the past 24 hours, the past month. Um, this gets a little bit more toward trending or relevant. So, so I'm typing in podcasting. I'm going to, um, here you go, P past week. Uh, equipment, you'll need to start your podcast. Uh, it got a total of 398 shares. Um, getting on board the podcasting phenomenon, uh, 123 shares. Um, so anyways, my point is like, you can see what is, what type of content is trending. Now, sometimes it's not just the title. Sometimes it matters who is sharing that. Mm -hmm. So BuzzSumo allows you to actually click on view backlinks or view sharers. So in that article, I'll actually just pick, pick the Inc. Magazine one, get on board the podcasting phenomenon. I'm going to click view sharers and it's going to pull uh, a selection of users from Twitter. Uh, and this is where it asks you to start your free trial. But what was nice about here is I, I connected it. You can connect it with your Twitter. You can follow the people. So if there's someone who you can see constantly is, is the person amplifying this content, probably want to work into your day-to-day -day interactions to like start a relationship with that person. Don't stalk them for the sole purpose of, but like, Hmm, this person's really connected, likes the topic I like. So start like jumping into Twitter chats with them or Facebook groups or, and, it, and approach it like everyone that Vincent and I know in social really well, it's, we've built this relationship with no agenda over the last couple of years. It just, we're in this space. We like the same things. But now moving forward, we could reach out to those people. We could get their advice or potentially um, typically when you become friends with other people, they start sharing your stuff. So point, point is the, the free access. You can find the top, top blogs. Uh, give me a site. I'll search a site for you. Vincent, can you think of a site? Um, well, actually, actually um, TechCrunch. TechCrunch. Dead, dead airspace. <laughs> oh, so I reached my daily limit. You could start a free trial. Um, they might have put some limits on here. I know that, and you might want to try it. I know that you can actually probably try the, the past year for free. When I went to a paid account, it was because I wanted the access to the past week and the past 24 hours. So I'm thinking that it's probably putting a limit on me because of that. Excellent tool. Great way if you're serious about creating good content and sharing good content to be on top of that. We gave the idea for Nuzzle the other week, mm -hmm. um, which is top content shared by your friends on Twitter. Um, but this is across the network. This is kind of some market intelligence, some content intelligence. Um, and what's interesting is there's a great blog about how 
the the creator of BuzzSumo built BuzzSumo, and he just wrote a ton of content for free for other people. Got his name out there. So he used his own tool to write content to provide content and provide analytics and data for other people. So um, that would be a good tool for your, uh, your content sharing or creation and tagging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I uh, have definitely signed up at some point with BuzzSumo and I don't know, I, I feel like I might have signed up, looked at it like for a few minutes and then got distracted by something else and moved on because I wasn't like, I wasn't going to pay yeah. for something and like lost whatever the trial was. Um, I know, I know a few people that have used like, like you did that have used it to really like, yeah, I mean, I use it, hack, if I used it for, I use it for years and I used it daily multiple times a day for years um very successfully like to be to beat the algorithms to be stay ahead of the curve like one of their i mean the, the offering that i would pay for if you were at that scale even if if it's offered at one of those two lower lower ones is definitely like the access to the i think on the trending you can go down to one hour like in it's all these like inputs to figure out how to it's velocity sharing mm-hmm. velocity mm-hmm. and who on how to figure out what's going to trend um so that's definitely worth paying for. And I'd play around with it. I think if you keep the date range pretty far out, which may or may not help, but I've used it the most is by yeah searching um, like competitors and seeing what kind of type of content they're writing and how it's moving. I can see what they're writing. Mm-hmm. Surface level, I can see what they're writing and sharing on social. It may look great, but in reality, if it's not landing, don't waste, I'm, why try to copy it? You can figure out what works. So. Yeah, man. I think like um, one of the things we talked about before the show, like every couple episodes, we want to like just tell you about our new favorite, our new favorite this, our new favorite that, things mm-hmm. we discover or find. So, yes. So one of the ones you recommended was new favorite podcast you're listening to. Yeah, I have uh, a little podcast addiction happening. A mind full of podcasts. Um. I mean, yeah, I'm always, to be honest, I don't, I'm not always in search of new ones. I know, I know like discovery on, for you is, uh, is like, that's a big thing. And for me, honestly, like the times, the, the ones that I've found on my own have been few and far between. And it's more often that I'll get a recommendation from like you or yeah. other, other people um, that, that I end up like giving it a shot, you know, or, well, well lately, isn't it like the, the new podcast announcement announcements? We find it that way. Like on Twitter. Yep. Of course. Of course. And then again, you know, not to pimp auto radio, but, uh, but like I use auto and that, that does like assist and push new stuff to me. So like, that's, that would be another source for sure of like how I get exposed to, a new a new show like all these there's a whole bunch of new startup shows that now managing the startup radio i I didn't listen to all of them before but there's a bunch that i now like i pay attention to even though i don't listen to them all the time right Um, but like the 20 minute vc like i and that's not my pick but but that one i hadn't really listened to that i was aware of it i'd seen enough about it but 
<clears throat> and I knew it was a startup. Then you're like, I got 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, that and that's the point, right? 20 minutes. I mean, that's that's your that's your thing, bro. 20 minutes. Um, One of these days, we'll do a 22 minute podcast. Days, well, what are we at right now? <laughs> <laughs> Less than last time. No, what we're, yeah, that's, what that's, we're that's, trying that's, to do is we're trying to experiment on podcast le- podcast length and making some assumptions and one of these we can get into an argument or a conversation about the right time for a podcast right length for a podcast but really it's good content if you guys want to listen yep. so if if you like it you're gonna listen i i i am personally you know on an anecdotal on the anecdotal side the majority of the podcasts i listen to are like an hour they just are they they just end up being that way the, the shortest one I listen to is Malcolm Gladwell, Revisionist History, and that's a half hour. Yeah, I think mine, mine are right around that, that 30, the 27 to 30, 42 mark. And I, um, and, and I don't, I don't, do you like always listen to the whole thing all the way through? I don't. Well, I, it depends. If, like, there's some great ones I listened to the other day. Like, um, I wonder if it's the one I'm going to recommend. No, probably not this one. But one of them like stopped halfway through and like introduced a new show or went into their advertisement and like i know who they're advertising so it's not like i don't remember right but like i just wanted the storytelling um so some of the people who really do it well like integrate that ad into the storytelling so I'll, I'll go all the way through it but what podcast did you do you want to share today <laughs> oh well <laughs> well actually real quick because you just said that you know who's who makes ads that like in their show, like I listen to the ads because they're funny with them. Is Positive America? Okay. They like they do they do ads for like Blue Apron and and Square Cash and stuff. Like it's it's funny because and and Parachute is another one. They they almost kind of make fun of it because they're they're former speechwriters. Yeah. <laughs> for Obama, and and they um so like writing copy and stuff i'm gonna check it out like i don't think i've no like it's funny if you listen to the to them do the ads because they sit there and they kind of goof on them but if you're the company like whatever we'll we'll tweet them and give them a little kudos yeah so anyway winner winner of best native ads and podcasts oh they do i I tweet about it i i said i i've said a couple tweets like they don't really i think they're more just on the political twitter side they don't really pay attention to what i'm tweeting them but um my uh make podcast ads great again (laughs) (laughs) my my favorite my favorite new podcast i would have to say um is the one that we've talked about here before it's called masters of scale with reed hoffman uh founder of linkedin yep founder of linkedin um and I, i believe he's a he's a venture partner at graylock uh for for those that know what that is um venture capital firm um i think he's in there right that's that sounds accurate um i know he's done a, he's done a bunch, of, bunch of stuff yeah but i think he's in i think he's in that that firm um so what do you like about it like i well, kind of specifically so, yeah i i like first of all i wasn't expecting i was kind of half expecting to like it but i thought it was i had a different expectation for it i didn't think it was going to be as produced as it is it's very much like it's written he's reading hmm copy of but of the story of what they want to they want to tell it's not like an interview um but they kind of position it that way but it's produced to sound like 
a story slash interview all molded into one. So um, he's the episodes they've done so far, he's focused on talking with um, people, CEOs, founders that have done it. Like he, like he did with LinkedIn. So, so far he's had on the, the founder of Airbnb. Um, most recently he had Zuckerberg on and, and the episode this week is with Sheryl Sandberg from Facebook. So back to back Facebook. These are big guests. Big guests. Yeah, big guests. And, and he, they're on, like he's, he's, he's got them talking to him um, specifically and um, answering the questions. Like it's, it's not fluff. It's actually really good in depth. And I think that's probably what I like the most about it is they're answering, they're, they're talking about stuff like Zuckerberg. It made me really rethink and really reconsider the attitude I've had lately towards Facebook with copying Snapchat with Facebook and Instagram copying Snapchat. I mean, when I was, when I was with the Facebook program I used to work for, um, they had the mantras up on the wall and stuff like move fast and break things done is better than perfect. Right. But rethinking about those and applying it to listening to what he was saying about the philosophy of the company. And it really, it's, it's, it used to be move fast and break things. And it was funny cause they said that they've renamed it and it's, it's um, move fast and as long as it's, and keep it within uh, a solid infrastructure or something like, like that. Like a sentence now. Yeah. And it was, it's, it's, it's funny. Like it's literally what they've moved their philosophy towards. It's not break things anymore. Right. You still want to, they still want to implement things and, you know, like these little nuggets that, that he would, he dropped in the episode Zuckerberg about how they have probably like 10,000 instances of Facebook running at any one time that are different they're testing. They're constantly testing things on real users. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why you see, like, we all see like, Oh, this person has, has all of a sudden has background colors on their posts and well, I don't have that yet. Or like, that's why they have, they have like 10,000 different versions. That's crazy. Different versions of Facebook running because they give their developers the freedom to be like, okay, go do a test group of 50,000 people. And see if see if what you want to implement will work. See if what you have to do, like what what breaks, what you need to fix about it, if it's valuable, and then we'll evaluate it after that. So like, that's it's pretty amazing that so they are utilizing the 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 scale that they're at and the scope that they have to like constantly try to yeah do things and 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 be innovative and the fact that they're, they're taking Instagram and Facebook and copying Snapchat features, it, it kind of sucks. Like I, I'm not happy about it, but I get it. Um, Cause they have share, shareholders and they got to innovate. Yeah. yeah. And it's working. Like, look, they put it on every single platform with stories. It's working with Instagram. Yeah. You know, at some point within a year, will they take it off the, all the other places? Maybe, maybe they'll just leave the messenger day stories thing <laughs> up and take all the rest off. Like whatever, whatever seems to be working, they'll, they'll make do with, they'll, they'll use it. I think it's super interesting about podcasts like this is access. Like, yeah. If you think about it, when was the last time or when would you hear Zuckerberg? It'd be like on some market watch program at, at noon for the stock market or, 
like a quarterly. He he'll do like Facebook Lives now. Well, I mean, like not even, all the time. Even like in depth access, I would like in the yeah. past. It was like that show, Big Idea with Donnie Deutsch. Yep. But even that was like twenty minute segments. That was probably pretty scripted. Um, so I think these are kind of like sleeper podcasts. I think people don't realize even like Recode Decode. Um, yeah. That's a great one. So that like, is a great one because the she access and the guests that for some reason people are really open to podcasting, like big name. Um, I'm pretty confident that you could almost get almost any guest on your show. If it was of relative quality and made sense for them mm-hmm. because they're like, Oh, maybe it's easier. It's audio. And, um, maybe it's the platform but that 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 resonates with me like the amount of quality information at our fingertips when we're so overwhelmed with everything and here's this great show um set set out to tell different stories and i think it's pretty awesome yeah but that show is um i've i've found a lot of entertaining and, and educational and fun information the the last thing I'll say about is, is the like the episode that's out right now with Cheryl Sandberg. I was telling you, Adam, when we started this, like that. I mean, I know who she is. I know who Cheryl Sandberg is at Facebook, and and I know she's a big, big name. And but do I really, you know, I I'm not as educated in terms of who she is, what she's done. Come to find out, like you listen to that show, she's basically the person responsible for um, Google AdWords. Yep. like literally google adwords um when she was during her time at google um and um um facebook on mobile yeah it's pretty crazy like (laughs) that's you you know you know what that is that is and you're not so much of a sports fan adam so you i don't know but um it's a big assumption that's also correct i know well i know you (laughs) She, she, she is basically of the tech world. She's like the Theo Epstein of the tech world. Theo Epstein is the general manager. Well, real easy. Theo Epstein is the general manager uh, who um, won, orchestrated the, the team that, uh, of the Red Sox that won their World Series in 04, their first one, and then with the Cubs last year. Oh, okay, yeah, I know. I, read, like, I did read some long articles about it. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard of it, yeah this uh conquest like like that's to like that's a comparison i would make because yeah, like that's, that's fair google she did it at google and facebook and did created adwords and facebook on mobile like totally de- redesigned had the thought the thought process and the scale of pretty awesome here's how to, here's what facebook we need to go we need to fix this mobile this is like 2012 or so when everybody was not quite on mobile yet or that the the platforms didn't all recognize sure somehow that people were all going to mobile and that's where it was going um so it's worth it's worth listening to it's it's a pretty quick listen to i mean it's it's like i don't know 30 30 minutes maybe 40 but it, it goes by it goes by pretty quick good recommendation what's yours i'm taking it dark man <laughs> <laughs> No, I like, I really like podcasts that are like get to the history of stuff or um, not like clickbaity type stuff, but uh, investigative journalism type stuff. But I also love food podcasts. Mm-hmm. 
So one of the ones, and this isn't necessarily new, but this episode stood out to me. I'm like, what? It's an episode, a podcast called Gastropod. And um, <laughs> and the episode is fake. Which sounds like an insect, but go ahead. Yeah, Gastropod. We like gastro, food podcast. Oh, no, I, I got you. I got you. It's just funny. Um, and the episode was called Fake Food. So it was a l- longer listen, but I went through the whole thing. It was like, there was this whole, um, in, in the UK, there was this whole scandal a couple of years back called, I think, hashtag horsegate or something, mm-hmm. where um, there was horse meat in hamburgers. Oh, yeah. Not beef. Yeah. So anyways, there's like, um, like these investigators, like crime investigators that solved major things. But now they focused on solving this. How big is this scandal? And it was big. It was huge. There was like horse meat in everything that could have real beef. It was like, like on mob level, like everything was like replaced. So anyways, it goes, it starts out like, why is there fake food? You know, why is, why is this happening? Why is this epidemic and money? Right. Yeah. But then some of the things they were saying was like, um, They'll take old, this is another one that's fake. They'll take old gray olives and dip them in copper, copper, copper sulfate to make them look fresh. Um, there were some other ones that they had like, oh, what was it? Uh, I'm trying to think what it was, but they, they basically took this sawdust and formed it into the shape of this food and they, somebody else painted it black and somebody else put some dots on it. Like it was a long process. Sawdust? To fake this food. <laughs> and um and then like there's like some countries um most some of their honey is just nothing but um high fructose corn syrup with maybe some like bee wings or something in it or tea dust or dust Mm. or dust of tea dust that like so anyways it was fascinating it was really like if you just want to like turn your brain off get a little disgusted and then like and then go eat a hamburger well then there was like there was a conclusion so it was like (laughs) checks and balances because of the horse gate um checking at maybe even going so far to checking at a dna level mm-hmm. putting like um following it from like hot honey like hive to bottle like um and olive oil is another one that that a lot of these things that could just be mixed with stuff um yeah greed of course but you know the, here's a situation where it's like educating me like why is it important to pick good food or support local food local farmers um so in conclusion they said even today <laughs> fraudulent food makes up as much as five to ten percent of the offerings on supermarket shelves like i can think right now like i've heard like olive oil buy this olive oil not that olive oil or honey certain honeys but like well that's insane hmm. that's especially, just, what especially if they're like molding stuff out of sawdust and painting it and Ugh. hard to that's say I just, I just i just stick to potato chips because that's, that's all you eat is potato chips well because yeah you, i mean we know what they are i mean they're fake they're processed or whatever <laughs> um, they're delicious that's they're delicious sometimes they're shaped like elvis's head wow wow <laughs> you must be a salty sweet kind of guy versus I think the, if, you, if you stick with the processed foods and you can't go wrong because you know they're processed and they last forever. And this episode is brought to you by Whole Food Healthy Markets. 
Eat potato chips, three sixty five. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, that's that's cool. That's cool. I I thought you were so gastropod, gastropod. Yeah, gastropod. Okay, we could link it up. Link yours up as well. I, we I could. Yeah, we I mean, been linking as much as we should. I have to also update the medium. It's just like um. Yeah, we should. We need to be practical about our own practical <laughs> advice. Take our own advice. Find the time of the day. Take our own advice. Um. But in any case, um, yeah, I, th- I think like there's so many great podcasts out there. So that's one thing is anybody wants to tweet us recommendations, we got gotcha. you. <laughs> or I or I'll search auto radio and find it. <laughs> it's out there. Yep. yep. But we, I, you know, that's a good one, too, is like I love to hear pre- other people's favorite podcasts. Um, that's it's still I still word of mouth is king in every market. Oh, uh, we'll put that out there. That's an easy one. We can we can tweet that and put that out there to people. So keep, keep an eye out for that tweet. Is that um, your question of the show? No. Bring it. It's bring, not. bring me the question of the show. The question, the question of the show is because, because by the time this drops, it may or the, the Comey thing on Twitter or the, the live, the, the live uh, testimony, whatever of Comey, is probably going to be close to over or over. Um, we'll keep it more, general and reports came out saying that um not only will the comey testimony be live on all the networks um, but also twitter through its partnership with bloomberg the exclusive spot on twitter will be bloomberg um, for the live feed and that will also feature zero commercials in its entirety i saw that in its entirety um so you can watch that testimony um, for better or worse, whatever in their quest for content su- supremacy. Yep. <laughs> and on Twitter, you know, you can follow along with the feed with the hashtag or and the, and the bots. And, nice. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be wild on Twitter tomorrow. Well, Which is ironic with all the evidence. I'm not sure if I want to, <laughs> we're not going to get into it. <laughs> I want to even but of all places to live stream. Okay, I won't get in. Well, it's, it's Bloomberg. You know, there's, there's it is no live. I mean, this is where it's all. Well, because if you think about it, that'd be like, you know, even five years ago, C-SPAN only. Right. Well, this, keep in mind, it's going on the networks too. Right. It's just, this is the online, like, I don't know. Facebook, I bet you'll be able to find it on Facebook, but because like ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN will probably live stream it on their Facebook page. Just sure. Because they have the feed access anyway. Um, but so with Twitter in particular, like Twitter is very much in the live stream space and signed all these new partnerships and things um, where the question is, given the choice of watching it on TV, watching a live feed on TV with um, potentially ads uh, or on a network um, or on social media. Where do you prefer to watch live streaming of an event such as that one? Gotcha. Or maybe it's maybe it's a game. Maybe it's a baseball game. Maybe it's a um, FBI former FBI director's testimony. Um, maybe <laughs> maybe it's uh, a tennis match. Um, maybe it's you know um, Air Force One landing in Dubai. Um, and something happening there. I don't know. 
But are you, what's your answer? You gonna answer? I, I I'm biased though. Like I number one, I don't have cable. I do have a local station, so I I, I have access. But typically, I I have my phone with me, and I want to go and see what people are also posting. Oh, interesting. Like especially Twitter, Facebook not not as much because Facebook it tends to be the comments are like just kind of goofy. But Twitter, like there'll be there'll be celebrities or not celebrities necessarily, public figures and people, you know, who are in pundits and in the political realm and are verified and comedians and like there's all kinds of, of feedback happening yeah. on there that you can you can follow along with if you want to. Plus it's mobile. It's in your hand wherever you want to watch it. If you have unlimited data like I do now. So I would probably say like I would watch I probably would want to would do one of the live streams, and I, I might do the live stream tomorrow. But now you know I have because of AT and T, I have Directv, so mm-hmm. they have that app where I can just watch it. One of the news channels streaming live. Um, so typically, when I'm working, which I will be working when that's live, live streaming, you know, I have my phone right here next to my computer while I'm working, so I'm listening, and and I might have Twitter open because I might be checking or not checking a certain. Uh, POTUS Twitter account during the testimony. Which he'll be giving a speech, as we've been told. He'll be giving a speech during the... People can give speeches and tweet at the same time. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, we know. We know. Um, the, uh, it's a good question, though. I mean, that's... Uh, can, we, can you do, like, a Twitter poll? Can we do a Twitter poll? That'd be a good one. Facebook we could. Poll. We could. I can. I'm thinking... Put it out there. Sometimes, like... Um, like Actually, some of the boxes like Roku or Apple TV, some of those apps on that on on the streaming boxes they ha- they can live stream as well. So like sometimes I'll just go out there and stand stand or sit and watch with my wife because especially tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Um, but other things I watched on Twitter. I remember in a two thousand eight election. Two thousand eight. Yes. Or two thousand twelve. Nope. 2008, I have a photo. I was still in Pennsylvania before we moved out here. I thought I was like super cool because I took a photo with my wife's phone and literally I was watching the election. The TV was on, my laptop, uh, my iPad, and my phone. And they were all streaming different things, different angles or different. And I was, and actually back then I was looking for the comments. Mm-hmm. So now it's like <laughs> second nature. Yeah, oh, man. I, uh, I'm going to make the tweet right now. Tweet, 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 tweet. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Timely. How do... Where are you watching the Comey? Well, I'm not going to say that one specifically. How do you prefer... How do you prefer to watch a live event? No, that's a good one. Prefer to watch a live event. With multiple dark IPAs. Double, R- double IPAs, not dark. Choice one, live on social media. Choice two, in your mother's basement. <laughs> Network <laughs> TV. <laughs> right? That's good, right? Yeah. We'll make the poll length a week <laughs> until the next. I'll make it six days until there the you next. Go. Yeah. Uh, it's coming from Phoenix, sort of. But it's not coming from Tucson. It's not coming from two hours away. Uh, it's coming from 
Hey guys, do you know you know you guys can do Facebook polls from the twenty the city the cities you live in? <laughs> That's the show, my friend. Or this or the city that you don't live in. <sighs> well, it's all about um if people know you. It is, it is. I and, and how do you get known? Um that's so you get known, Adam. These are good questions. I try not to be known. <laughs> I'm an incognito social media guru. <laughs> Tweeted. We've taken it too far. Look at that, man. Done. All right, guys. Answer the poll uh, at hashtags pod on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Tweet us at hashtag more than hashtags or mm-hmm. at Adam Lidecker or at Vincent Orlick. I have to go vote 12 times now. Please do. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. And uh, that's the show, my friend. Later. Later. Later.